Steve was like, I just didn't think we were living in adultery. And she's like, we're not living in adultery, Steve. We're living in bigamy. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I gotta go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome to that pretentious to- book club. <laughs> yeah, to that, to that pretentious book club. This is actually going to be fun. We are so we're recording remotely because hooray for my internet working for the first time. Um, and this actually because we're recording on separate audio files for the first time. This means if I interrupt you again, I can just cut out where I interrupted you and make it sound like I never interrupted you. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> wow, the power of technology. I, that's not what Ooh. I was thinking at all, but I guess that's true. It's I true. Can, and vice versa, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that over there, the one who doesn't interrupt nearly as much as I do, that is Kendall Shaw, a.k.a. Dr. Spoons Palermo. <laughs> Hi, howdy. And over there, the beautiful, talented, lovely uh, co-host that I'm looking at on Zoom is Asha O'Rourke, but you can call her Wheezy. It ain't easy being wheezy, especially when it's allergy season and I've got allergies and I'm so sunburned. Spoons is also sunburned. So if this video, if we put this up on YouTube, ever, <laughs> that is why <laughs> we are so sunburned. We are significantly more sunburned than we even appeared in the video because Kendall played around with her lighting and I like powdered my forehead a bunch. Yeah, it is like it, I literally look like a ro- uh, like a lobster. But we went to the strawberry festival, which is how we got sunburned. sunburned. Yeah. So we could look like strawberries as well. It's true. That's cute. I, I can show off my, like, sunburn around my collarbone area mm-hmm. if anyone ever sees the video. But there's, like, a stark line. And I was wearing, like, a crisscrossed um, – <laughs> so, yeah, yours is good, too. I wearing like, a crisscross like, sports bra that showed in the front of my dress. So the thing is I got crisscross sunburn. So now uh, just on my cleavage I have, like, a sunburn tattoo, like a zebra stripe. <laughs> like tattoo so it's it's I, attractive i think that's cool honestly i wish that i had had something like that i think it's great um oh here's a here's a uh, I guess a red pen point which we haven't done in a while that kendall brought up that we didn't do last time we've been recently getting some reviews saying these girls are kind of funny sometimes but they talk way too much about not book stuff I guess we've never told you guys this, I guess because most of our listeners seem to enjoy the nonsensical chatter, but if you are not one of those people, don't even worry. We put skip notes in the bottom of all of the descriptions. Yeah, you can totally skip. No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. We won't be offended. They've been there since the beginning of the podcast, but I guess people don't always check the descriptions, which I don't always either. And I guess we should have been telling you guys that those exist this whole time. (laughs) Yeah, I never thought about it. Me either. But if you guys are like, stop talking nonsense, we want to hear about the book, you can go to the skip notes. And fair warning, sometimes that means you're going to be skipping 20 minutes in. Sometimes that means you're going to be skipping 45 minutes in. It just depends how much we have to say that's unrelated to book stuff. I mean, we do tend to throw a little bit of book stuff in there into the chatter, but if you want the actual, we are focused on the book for the most part, that's when you're going to want to use the skipper notes. Yeah, skip on over. No no biggie. So So skippers, just go ahead right now. Now you can go look at the little time code. Just (laughs) skip ahead because we're going to talk nonsense. I'm just sure of it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 
<laughs> or this will be the one day where we have nothing to say. I know. And then we're like, okay, skip 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> skip 30 seconds in. Uh, that would have been like the Illuminate episode. And I was like, so let's just, what if we just talked about yeah, the book we were like, right okay, away? So book, book, book. Yeah. Actually trying to put the skipper notes for that one was kind of difficult because we talked about the book before we actually started the book portion of the episode. Mm-hmm. So that one is a little tricky. But um, this week, you guys will recall that we were supposed to be joined by our holiday fox, a.k.a. Lexi. Uh, Unfortunately, she's not able to join us today. There's some hard stuff going on, and we love her very much. And uh, we were not going to make her show up to do this this podcast, this comedy podcast, when her life is stressful. So um, we love her very much. All of our love is with her. We know you guys love her, too. And we will have her for holiday episodes again. But that she is will be back today. Yes. She will be back again. You can't keep the fox down. No, never. Never. They're wily like that. Ugh, isn't she just... <laughs> what are isn't you drinking? Isn't she just... Um, not alcohol, unfortunately, but um, just a, a <laughs> it Waterloo. It is 2.46. Oh, nice. I know. I have water But it's water a weekend. Bottle. Does yep. it matter on the weekend? No. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put this cold... Thing oh right yeah, my good idea. Where my sunburn is, mm, very cold. <laughs> my forehead, like like the last couple hours, has been killing me. I just have not been enjoying looking at myself in the mirror because I feel like every time I look and see how crazy sunburned I am, it hurts more. If I ignore it, yeah, then I can just pretend like it's not that bad. But when I look, I'm like, <laughs> so I've like You're not like, oh, been no. looking at mirrors. Yeah, I keep looking and being like uv rays oh like i'm like concerned about like skin damage suddenly even though i'm like no i don't need to wear sunscreen but i told my mom today that i'll be wearing hats now to cover my face some and now that i've gotten my two i've now burned twice already in spring so i feel like i've gotten my initial burns out of the way so now it's gonna be sunscreen time i feel like you can get a couple burns before sunscreen each year just to get your base tan yeah but now it's gonna be sunscreen or else i'm gonna get skin cancer yeah this is my one big well i don't know i'll probably get burned more in the summer but like this is my initial Mm -hmm. burn for sure yeah i'm sure i'll get burned at least one more time because i want to go play in the water and then i'm not good about reapplying sunscreen i think it's a huge hassle it is and you never realize that you're burned until after it's too late (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're like oh no that was like yesterday I, I kept looking at my arms going it's weird I'm not burning I guess because I already got my sunburn and then all of a sudden I looked down like half an hour later and I was like oh my god I'm so burned yep same yep it was so fast I was gonna ask how your week's been but I just saw you but did we really talk about our weeks what else um, has happened in your life fine um did some fun well no I don't know Wait, Strawberry Festival was fun. Uh, I also have been writing some, which has been fun. <gasps> oh, jealous. I know. I've been really enjoying it. And uh, I really enjoyed reading this book this week. I had some good stuff happen at work, so that was good. Uh, I have been a little stressed because finals are like now. Mm-hmm. So that's been a lot. And the Is little your girls, last finals? No, I have next semester too. Well, I have the oh, summer right. and this fall. My little kitty girls have been fighting a lot this week, which has been not fun. But oh, she's sitting here. I'm let me pet her. Um, and then I, oh, my big news is that the uh, Billy the Kid show I've been waiting for forever came right. out today. For and I didn't realize, but the first three episodes dropped today. So <gasps> oh, I just finished. Yeah. 
I'm like in the middle of the second episode right now. And it is good, Ash. I'm like freaking out. I was like, wait, what? Ash Upson in episode two? We're talking about the Santa Fe ring? We <gasps> start in on this blah, blah, blah murder? Anyway, I got very Ooh, I excited. I really want to see this show now. I think you'd like it. It's pretty dang do they good. Do, are they doing your boyfriend justice? I think they are. I mean, if anything, they're making him too nice, which is... It's fine, you know. It's different. <laughs> That's a very he, different approach, I feel like. He is very, very sweet. Um, and I love that for his image. Do I believe it's entirely <laughs> true? No. But I do think mm-hmm. it is somewhat true. And so I'm glad that we're getting it a little bit. That's um, funny. But yeah, so far it's been great. I'm really impressed and very excited. I mean, of course, they have been getting some things wrong. Like, they've been calling him Billy the whole time. And the first two episodes are very heavily about, like, young Billy. Uh And they've been calling him Billy. And I'm like, this is inaccurate. They'd be calling him Henry, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) It's whatever. Like, we... You need to send them emails. Too much to explain, I'm sure. Yeah, I know. But, uh, <laughs> hello. You be their uh, fact checker. <laughs> as a uh, super fan, I really like to inform you. As Billy's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm literally crazy. Like, I need to stop. But it's fine. This is my, this is my one thing. That's amazing. Um, that's, how, that's me and my mermaid thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, you it's probably actually more thing. embarrassing, so... I don't know. Mermaids are cool. <laughs> Billy the Kid is cool. He's an outlaw. I mean, I'm like, yeah. that's murtastic. That's what the mer community does okay, stuff but like that. And I'm like, you though. No, that's... but it is my entire community. <laughs> You're like, I don't represent the community. <laughs> I don't represent the community. Oh, but look, I'm wearing a. I'm wearing one of our original merch shirts. Oh, you can always trust a yeah, dad. Yeah, there it is. I love that one. Hooray! Oh, it's one of our original I... pieces. I have something for you. Uh, <laughs> my grandma made you this bag. It has made who this bag? Made you. My grandma Me? made it for you. It's got <gasps> mermaid She's on it. She's beautiful. Yeah. I, oh my I god. I haven't given it to you yet because I forgot yesterday. Oh my but god! I'm so excited. It's a bag, and it has. I I think that maybe the intention was podcasting bag, because it has. It's like you know, cute. It can hand, carry stuff. A little tote. I should have told oh you god. about this before you bought a bag yesterday. Um, oh my and then, god! But it's not as big as your new bag. No, it's okay. And then I got it has a really big one. Little pockets too. Little pockets. Oh my god, yeah. she's so sweet. She made me another bag another time that also has a different mermaid on it. Yeah, I, I just love this so much. I, she's she's a friend of the pod. She listens, so thank you, Grandma. <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm so grateful. I love all too, my bags. Oh, cute. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so exciting. Oh, I'm so excited about my new bag. This is great. <laughs> and I got a new bag with with flowers on it at the Strawberry Festival because we go to festivals and stuff a lot and like fairs and stuff and Javi always buys things or I buy things. And then, but Javi hates to carry things. And he's like, we'll just get it on the way back. And I'm like, we won't. Mm-hmm. Like either it'll be gone or I'll be like, I'll have talked myself out of spending the money or we'll just forget entirely. Yep. Which, to be fair, Javier remembers more than I do. Like, when he says he'll go back for something, he actually typically does. If I say it, I don't. So I'm like, I would rather <laughs> just buy it and carry it. And he hates carrying things. But I never had, like, now I've got a big bag I can put stuff in. Yeah, I hate carrying stuff, too. So I was like, as soon as I got that strawberry wine, I was like, oh, I need a bag for this. So, yeah, yeah we both got bags. That was a good idea, Ash, I think. Now you yeah. have a bag for things. 
Hooray, exactly. My friend was was there with her stroller. It's like, you can just put stuff in my stroller. And I was like, it's not that that's not a good idea, but it's that I keep having this problem and I keep finding excuses not to do it. Yes. <laughs> and I really need a bag. And they actually were decent price too for like, they're pretty big bags. So yeah, look. Nice. I have my bag right here. Oh yeah, there's hers. Not Mine is the same size, but it's got video. flowers. Yeah, it's ginormous. Boom, yeah. Boom. Pretty. Oh, Everyone me. who's listening is like, are they really talking about bags now? Yes, we are. Well, yeah. Listen, you never know. You never know how much you need a good bag till you don't have one. I know, right? Ooh, there's the strawberry wine. Yes, I got it. Well, I got strawberry grape, but now I'm like, why mm. didn't I just get full on strawberry? I think in the moment, though, I liked the other one better, but it's yeah. fine. I think it's what counts. What about you? Anything new for you? This week feels very long and also very short, so I have no idea what happened in this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. It's Sunday, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I had a lot of work to do with my normal job this week, and then also I've been trying to rake rocks out of my front yard. <laughs> so oh, I'm right, very sore. the rocks. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, there are so many rocks in our front yard, and we want to till it up and plant a clover lawn. I can't remember if I already told this to everybody. But first, we have to get all the rocks out of the way. And so I went out there on my lunch break multiple times this week, and I, like, I had used a pitchfork to rake up the rocks because a real rake is not sturdy enough to do that job. And so I'm, like, pitchforking rocks into a pile and then I'm loading up buckets and I'm carrying buckets full of rocks to these piles (laughs) and I'm like good god so and that was how I got my initial burn and then at the strawberry fest I burned over top of that one which is actually apparently really bad for you so whoops oh that's why um, you're worried about the uv then yeah so that's why I'm like I've been radiated (laughs) is that how I don't even know anything (laughs) I listen I know it's like bad to have sunburn and stuff and I'm not I don't ever do it on purpose but part mm-hmm. of me is also like, I mean, listen, there's so many things that can kill you. Like, I'm. <laughs> You're like, the, sl- the sun slowly killing me is not one of my main concerns. It's, yeah, exactly. I'm like, who hasn't no. gotten sunburned, you know? No, it's definitely it's not just... one of my main concerns. <laughs> Today, my mom came over to see the new baby chicks. We have baby chicks, by the way, and they're precious. Um, oh, I should post a picture of them for everybody. Please and I still haven't do. posted a picture of Brownie. Oh, yeah. We I'll need try to see and Brownie. post those. Oh, I need to post Taffy, too. I haven't posted Taffy. Oh, all the pod pets. All the little pod paws. No one's seen them yet. We do have a lot of pod pets. So many pod pets. Uh, but anyways, so I just saying that, like, I'm not that concerned about the sun uh, because there's other things to worry about, like for the fact that Mom came over today and she was like, oh, yeah, the last time I was here, I saw some black widows over there. And I was no. like, and we didn't tell me? <laughs> No, Ugh, those no, little bastards. No, I hate them. Seriously. I the other day I was like, hey, Javi, where's the nearest emergency room? And he was like, why? And I was like, it seems like it's just good to know. It is, yeah. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. Ugh. It I just takes go so long somewhere. to get out of your neighborhood, though. It takes like literally oh, 10 minutes. <laughs> I know. It's because the neighborhood, is, it's all like winding back roads. And then, mm-hmm. and then it's actually pretty fast wherever you're trying to get to comparatively. But the back roads... They're ten, it should take five minutes, but because they're so windy and you have to slow down around all the curves, yeah, it's ten minutes about. Did I tell you about the cow? The, was there a cow in the road? Oh, my gosh. When I was leaving your house last time and it was, like, nighttime, as uh-huh. I've been driving down the road, I'm actually, like, on the phone with Logan. She's, like, on the speakerphone. And I'm uh-huh. driving, driving, and somebody stops in front of me, and they're talking to this big bus that's also stopped in the road. And they're like, you're stopped in the road talking. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And part of me was like, is this a drug deal? And then I was like, I have no idea. So I just no. went around them. And as I'm going around, I turn the corner 
And then I'm like, what is that? And I, boom, slam on my brakes because there is a cow in the middle of the road at night and it is a black cow. And I was like, this is the worst case scenario. And this poor cow is just wandering around in the middle of the windy back road in the middle of the night. And so then I had to flash my light to everybody who was coming because I was like, there is a cow. And I saw more people stop. So I was like, okay, maybe they're trying to wrangle the cow. It seems like at least somebody knows what to do. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm in a Kia Soul and it's not my house. And I can't do anything about the cow. So I was like, at least I can warn people. But I was so scared for that cow. I thought about him all the way home. I was like, please, God, let that cow. That cow could probably take your car. That cow would probably do more damage to your car. (laughs) Oh, but imagine it's little boo-boo. I know. Uh, A bunch of the neighbor's cattle got out last week. So they've been kind of wandering the back road. Oh, no. You're like the third person to be like, so there was suddenly a cow in the road. (laughs) We're like, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, also on those back roads, I have almost run into a cat and a dog. Like, people just let their dogs and People let their dogs roam. It is the weirdest thing. All of these totally domesticized dogs are just roaming, like, wildly. I don't get it. I don't, that always bugs me because I'm like, your dog is going to get hit by yeah, a car. I saw a dead cat also on your road and I was like, this yeah. is so sad. Somebody's yeah, cat got hit. Yeah, it's sad. There's a bunch of random cats out here too. And I, the cats, we don't know if they're stray or not, but there's mm-hmm. a bunch of cats just wandering too. The cows is new. The cows is because. <laughs> it's like a zoo out here, man. I know. <laughs> Someone's whole herd of cattle got out and they were all in the road when Javi found them last week. Oh no. And he was like, what the hell? <laughs> Javi is not a country boy either, no. so he was just like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> He's like, I'm from Corpus Christi. <laughs> Maybe it was seagulls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once, when Emily and I were in uh, Ireland, there was a whole herd of cows in the middle of the, like, back road, and we had to wait for them to cross, and it yeah. was, it took forever, and I was like, oh, man, I didn't know if this was actually going to happen. Like, it only happened in <laughs> movies and stuff. Yeah. But nope. Sure enough. Yeah. In Ireland, that happened to us with sheep a bunch because we drove everywhere. We took what, like the Wild Atlantic Way, I think it's called, like yes. all around Ireland. And sometimes that road that. is so thin. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You have to back up to let other cars get by. Yeah. And the sheep, when they get in the way, you're like, dudes. And they look at you with no intelligence whatsoever. <laughs> I know. They're like, I'm a sheep, bro. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> they're just sheeping around there's i i freaking love sheep i don't think they're the brightest but i love them they're so cute we're gonna get one if they fall over on their back they'll die because they can't get up did you know that that is so stupid <laughs> i know i'm like can we ever leave what if the sheep falls over why don't why can they not get up i have no idea oh my god it's not like a turtle like with a turtle i get the (laughs) dynamics of it i get why it's difficult oh no and even turtles can sometimes turn back over yeah if they get enough like momentum i guess yeah i feel like sheep don't have an excuse they're just not trying hard enough yeah (laughs) they're like this is fine yeah, like actually, this is really nice, and then they die. Oh my god, it's horrible! It's horrible, and I can just so easily see the goats like running, bouncing off a fence, then bouncing off a sheep and knock- knocking the sheep onto its back because that's what goats do. Yeah, they'll knock each other over, but they just get back up. Maybe the goat will help eventually if the sheep is just laying there for long enough. Maybe just knock it back the other direction. Yeah, yeah. They'll get yeah, bored. I hope so. Like, hey, yeah. get up. 
I gotta yeah, knock exactly. you over again. Oh. Hey, I need my springboard. Yeah, oh, <laughs> goats are crazy. Goats are insane. I think they're smart, but in like a scary way. Yeah, they're like in so a dangerous scary. way. <laughs> like I'm not surprised at all that they became kind of like an evil symbol. Like goats no. are chaotic. You look at sheep and it's like static in their eyes. You look at a goat and it's like, you know too much. (laughs) Gosh, I love them so much. I'm excited. We we got to prioritize getting a couple goats and a sheep out here because that grass is getting high. Yeah, let them mow it down. This is probably not interesting to any of you guys, but... If you guys want to talk about farm animals, we obviously yeah, like, would love to talk about it, farm apparently. animals with you. Yeah. Anyways, actually, I guess. Oh, yeah. No, go for it. I was just going to say, I'm actually really excited for this book. I I would be down to start talking about it. That's exactly what I was going to suggest. Oh, my God. We are we so are on the same brain. page. We are, we are but one brain. <laughs> and four eyes. <laughs> and many teeth. Okay. Yeah, this is getting um, scary. <laughs> You think so? Okay. Um, You're like, a little bit. Yeah, please stop. Okay, so I've got, so this episode we're doing A Tree Grows in Brooklyn in honor of Arbor Day uh, by Betty Smith. So this book was Lexi's recommendation, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Super, super good. So thank you, Lexi. I have the Harper Perennial Modern Classics Edition. If you guys are looking on YouTube, you can see it. She's pretty. beautiful. Um, And she's got, like, the raw-edged pages, which is really nice. I love that. Why am I calling all nouns she lately? Like, what am I, like, an old sailor? (laughs) I love doing that. I call the moon she. I call the Grand Canyon she. Uh, I'll do it for my car. I'll do it for anything. But anything large and impressive, it makes sense. Maybe, yeah, I'm if like, it's like a book, it's not as normal. This but. book is a she. I think I called my dress a she the other day. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing <laughs> I it. like it. I'm like, this candle is a she. <laughs> my notebook is a she. She getting full. <laughs> why am I doing this? <laughs> no idea. Okay, anyways, uh, so my point of giving you guys the edition of my book is that uh, there's already an author bio in the back, so I'm just going to read you guys some tidbits from this, which is really nice. So, um, credit to the Harper Perennial Modern Classics edition of A Tree Grows in Brooklyn by Betty Smith. So, Betty Smith was born Elizabeth Wenner, I think that might be how you pronounce her name, on December 15th, 1896. So, that's actually, so that's five years earlier than Francie Nolan, the main character in this book, was born, but it's on the same date. So that's kind of cute. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, you kind of get the feel that she really, like, lived out her, like, a lot, like, kind of relived her childhood through through Francie. Wait, what Um, was the date again? December 15th, 1896. Oh, so she's a Sag. Is she? See, I I didn't do that other part of my job. I totally forgot we do do Zodiac signs. She is. I'm pretty pretty dang sure, because I think that's right before. Yep, she's a Sagittarius. She's a Sag. Hell Yeah. See, now I can, like, go back and cut out my incompetence if I want to. (laughs) (laughs) Will I? I don't know. I'm not really ashamed of it. Leave it in. Leave it in. (laughs) Okay, so she was the daughter of German immigrants. She grew up uh, very poor, which is not surprising because her, like, uh, rendition of living as a very poor, like, uh, child of immigrants in Brooklyn in the early 1900s seems so detailed. Yeah. You're like, there's no way that this wasn't firsthand experience. Yes. Yeah. So she grew up in the Williamsburg section of Brooklyn, uh, and that's kind of the neighborhood that she spends her time recreating through this very long book, but very good, but so long. Uh, So she also married someone else from Brooklyn, who I kind of think that this is who she based uh, Ben, I think his name is. 
Yeah, yeah, I think she kind of because this guy was also a law student at the University of Michigan. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, she yeah, exactly. She moved with him to Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is also mentioned in the book. Uh, she had two daughters, Nancy and Mary, and she didn't get to finish her higher education until the girls uh, entered grade school. So her education was kind of put on hold for them, but only until they were in school. So good for her for going back to school. Mm-hmm. Um Especially in this time period where that was not, you know, yeah. the most important thing Seriously. for ladies. Yeah. So she also, like Francie, did not finish high school, but she was allowed to take classes at the university. So cool. straight out of Francie's life. Uh, she concentrated her studies in journalism, drama, writing, and literature. So aside from the journalism, also exactly what Francie studied. Uh-huh. Um, and then... She won the Avery Hopkins Award for work in drama and took a three-year course in playwriting from the Yale Drama School. Dang, girl. So, yeah, good for her. Uh, she wrote some for some newspapers. Uh, let's see. She Later, she got divorced in 1938 from who I think of as Ben. His name is George H.E. Smith. I think of him as Ben from the book. <laughs> but she, they got divorced in 1938, and in 1943, she married a writer, journalist, and associate editor named Joe Jones, while he was serving as a private in the wartime army. So wow. I consider him Lee. And a year later, or sorry, not a year later, the same year, this book, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, was published. Oh. So I'm just saying. Yeah, but there are some. That is interesting. Yeah. Okay, girl. Right? So this book was very prestigious and best selling in its time, which is exciting. Uh, actually, this book, so they made, like, a armed services edition, and it was made in the size to, like, fit in soldiers' rucksacks. And so she would get letters from troops who oh. were reading it, like, in the trenches. Oh, my God. I know. Isn't that cool? There's, like, a picture in the back of this of the armed services edition. It's very cool. Oh, I love the little World War II boys reading this sweet Brooklyn coming-of-age story. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's very sweet. Um, she wrote for the New York Times Magazine. She did a lot of commentary for them. Uh, she did one that was uh, specifically about Brooklyn and basically why Brooklyn gets made fun of sometimes, but like where it's like true value lies. And of course, it's a lot of the same kind of theme as in this book, because she clearly had a lot of feelings about Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is her definitely the book she's the most well known for, but she did write three other novels, three or four other novels. Uh, including Tomorrow Will Be Better, Maggie Now, and Joy in the Morning, so three. Uh, She also had a long career as a dramatist, and she used to write one act and even full-length plays, for which she received the Rockefeller Fellowship and the Dramatists Guild Fellowship. Wow. She passed away in 1972. Good for her. A very full life. Yeah, and she's got, like, look how pretty her little picture in the back of the book. Oh, dang, girl. She is so classy. She is. Love that lipstick. I know, I love the lipstick. So anyways, <laughs> that is a little bit of info about Betty Smith. Yay, that was really right. good. <laughs> thank I you, thank that. you. Okay, well, I will tell us about the book then. I think everybody should read this book. So if you're going to read it and you don't want spoilers, come back and listen to this after you finish reading it. Um, so, okay, our tree goes in Brooklyn. Our main character is Francie Nolan. She is the eldest child of Katie and Johnny Nolan, who live in Brooklyn. They live in Williamsburg, like Ash said. And um, she has a younger brother named Neely, which is short for Cornelius, Cornelius. which is really cute. Which is pretty cute. I know. I love Neely. Um, Neely. 
And so, yeah, basically a lot of this book is um, about kind of like everyday life for the Nolans, but then like with some little almost vignettes in there about like Mm -hmm. highlights of what's going on. Um, So it's like kind of hard to do a complete plot summary for it because a lot of it is very... day by day of her life from age like what like nine to like 18 or something it's It's crazy it's pretty extensive and there's just a lot that happens in it but then also there'll be stretches where it's like not a lot is happening but yeah i don't know but i really liked it like immediately when i started reading it i knew i was gonna like it because i was really drawn in by the descriptions and stuff i just love that kind of like um I think because you can tell that it's all written from firsthand experience because it's so detailed. I was tell. really enjoying like learning about what life would yeah. have been like for somebody who was living in Brooklyn in you know early 1900s. Yeah, and it's really With absolutely fun. no money at all. Yes, they're very poor. Um, yeah. But the thing that I like about the Nolans is like they're really poor, but also they almost seem like they have more than a lot of families in similar situations because they are very mm-hmm. close. They're a very close family. And mm-hmm. uh, I really, you genuinely like, I think, like all of them, even though mm-hmm. they all have their own vices Issues. and problems. Oh, yeah. 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 So, like, I think one of the main things is that Johnny, the dad, is a, he's an alcoholic. And, he's an alcoholic. Uh, yeah. So that kind of ruins a lot of stuff. Um, it but does. I will give him this is he's not a mean drunk. No. The thing That's about good, him is, so it's not that, but... I think yeah. he's actually a really nice guy. Like He really is. He's a good dad. He is really sweet. He mm-hmm. is very creative and kind of fun. He sings all the time. Uh, yeah. And everyone seems to really like him, but he just cannot stop drinking. And it mm-hmm. kind of, like... It's to, you know, eventually his downfall. And they really... Betty even says at the very beginning of the book he doesn't live past 35 so you're yeah. like reading this thinking oh great well he's 29 now he's so yeah <laughs> he's got like six uh, years left it's sad because him and all of his siblings eyes so like you also like she goes all the way back and you get to learn about like the mom and the dad's like yeah. kind of their how they met and came together and like you hear a little bit of their history and so mm-hmm. Katie was the child of Austrian immigrants and yes. And Johnny is was the child of Irish immigrants. Uh-huh. But they're yeah. both born in Brooklyn. So mm-hmm. and Francie feels like that makes it special because they're both Americans. So she's yeah. born. She's an American. <laughs> yeah. Like most um, of the other kids in their neighborhood, like their parents are like still like first generation. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's just funny that Francie is like, like at the school, she was like, no, I'm an American. <laughs> they're yeah. like, but where it's are your so family cute. from? She's like, I'm from America. <laughs> Yeah, they're um, like, she's like, they're like, no, your parents, what country? And she's like, they were born in Brooklyn. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> America. like, ooh. <laughs> It's true. They're like, ooh, a bona fide second generation American <laughs> in our classroom. But yeah, so I um, I really enjoyed that too, that um, there was kind of a long section sort of in the beginning middle where Betty was going back and kind of doing a whole chapters about like her Francie's parents and then like the, the grandparents and the sisters and all that so it was like you get kind of mm-hmm. a full family history which I think is kind yeah. of necessary to like understanding Francie and also like the situation and gives you yeah. more like emotional depth about everybody but yeah so we have like the family and then our girl Francie and 
our boy Neely, they kind of grew up pretty close as well. And because they're like only one year apart. Um, Mm -hmm. And Francie's older, as we said. And so they spend a lot of their time sort of when they're younger, like um, collecting things to sell to like weird people in Brooklyn and uh, buying candy from like the little pennies that they get from doing that. And um, they're cute. They really really make Katie, too. They really make the most of what they have, which is basically nothing. But all the way from like, like Katie is very intentional about what she chooses, how she chooses to use the money so that she she always wants them to feel like they're not strapped. Mm -hmm. Like she lets Katie, not Katie, she lets uh, Francie. They always have black coffee around. Yes. Like that's their that's their like family like thing is like they drink black coffee. And of course, the kids don't really like it. But she'll let Francie pour her leftover coffee down the sink. if She doesn't want it. And of course, Katie's sisters who are older and know they have no money is are like, that's wasteful. Why are you letting her do that? And she's like, if it if that if she feels like we have enough money, basically, for her to get to pour that down the sink, if that makes her feel like luxurious like we have money to waste then let her do it yeah. like it's such a little thing yeah she's like listen everybody gets their coffee it's up to Francie how she wants to use her coffee <laughs> it's fine yeah, if she exactly. wants to pour it down the sink <laughs> exactly so like you can just see like like that katie's like the way she handles like everything like money buying treats for the family mm-hmm. very very occasionally like she just is, she makes intentional choices to that like can help her feel as positive about the situation as possible. Right. And she's still stressed out of her mind and I would be too if I were her. But like the kids have clearly gotten that too because they like scrap for those pennies and they save a bunch of them, but they also like will go like buy like a penny candy. Like they're not going and spending all of their saved money on right, stuff. They're right. still trying to like save, but they'll go like treat themselves to like a cold pickle or like yes. a little like little piece of candy and only like with their little pennies and stuff. And it's just it's so sweet. I think I just they had like such a good I don't know, like honestly like I would say like such like a healthy mindset about money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks that they had no money and they had to work so hard because that was not fair. But I think they had a really good mindset. Like I was impressed. I was like I would just be in despair. But y'all are all finding ways to still feel like you're treating yourselves. Yes, I loved that. They're so... I really just like the family. Um, And also they have... Notably, they have other things that Katie, like, is very intentional about. Are they... Mm -hmm. These are, like, advice that she got from her mom. Is to, like... Basically, her mother was like, you have to make sure your children are educated. But she didn't, like, super Mm -hmm. have the words to say that so basically she was like you guys need to read every day and so every day neely and francie read one page of the bible and one page of shakespeare Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so like they don't even always know what's going on especially when they're younger but they do it every day so eventually they're pretty well versed (laughs) and Mm -hmm. also uh another thing katie does is they have a jar that they like Mm -hmm. put savings into and they just don't look at it ever and that is like their savings for eventually buying like land land yeah uh-huh. yeah they're just like some cute little misadventures like one of my favorite parts was when johnny decided he wanted to take neely and francie and some random oh neighbor girl fishing even though he had never been fishing he just got this idea he's like i sing songs about going fishing so i must know <laughs> and you're like no don't do yeah. it yeah And so he takes them fishing, and it's a complete disaster, partially because he is drunk again on the trip, but also just, like, they have no 
knowledge of how to do it and so no. it goes so wrong and he like falls in the water then he gets mad because he's embarrassed and then they're all on the ship on the little boat the little girl that they took with them has no idea what's going on because she's like three years old they all yep. get he buys them like treats and stuff and they're like okay this is fine but they don't catch any fish so he buys yep. a fish instead to take home with like the unsaid understanding to Katie and Neely or to Francie and Neely that like they won't tell their mom that he bought it <laughs> and uh then the, they all get so sick because they ate like treats and then went out on the boat and so on the way back oh, they have this stinking fish on the like little trolley and all three kids are just so nauseous and the little girl, and sunburned and sunburned yes and the little girl fell in the water too and so yeah so she's they, just like dripping water everywhere and so they all just throw up on this trolley and johnny's just sitting there like how did this go so wrong <laughs> johnny does that a lot he's like i've got a really great idea and katie's like um are you what and he's like i'm gonna do it and you're like, well, he's so excited. I don't want to ruin it. I know. Plan. He gets really excited. <laughs> and I think that, yeah. He's so not pra- He is the complete inverse in practicality of Katie. Katie is completely practical in every way. Very- and Johnny, it's just, it does not click with him and it, to be practical or understand practicality he- at all. He's so... Yeah, he. I think what whimsical it is, is and frivolous he's very and a dreamer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He so his job. He's like a waiter, and he also sings a lot, like mm-hmm. at events and stuff. And so he, but he takes a lot of pride on like his appearance, and so he yeah. always looks so good, like very dapper. And he'll take time out to like go get shaved, and then like to like always be wearing his nice tuxedo and he has his little union pin and stuff and his mustache always looks good and so he's like very put together and I feel like yeah he's very much like I think he always has these aspirations for things but he doesn't really Mm -hmm. have the like ability to actually do them yeah, he doesn't have the know-how. Yeah. And he's not motivated enough to get the know-how yes. because everything he does is on a whim. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And whereas, I love the way Francie puts it. She says that Katie, the mom, she says she never fumbles. She is constantly, mm-hmm. like, on it. She knows what's yeah. up. She can do anything. And she's very capable. But she's still, you know, like we said, she she'll splurge for fun things like she she's very cool yeah but she's much more practically minded another thing that i think comes up a lot that is sort of they talk about it at the beginning is there is kind of this weird thing where i think because katie is so in love with johnny and she also is like very much like understands i think that she's the one basically providing for everybody yes (laughs) she she like knows she has to take care of him She's also very, she loves Neely so much because he looks mm-hmm. just like Johnny. And also, yeah. like, Katie, I mean, uh, Francie, when she came around, she was, like, really difficult as a baby. And it was, like, really hard for her and stuff. And when, like, Neely came around, things were getting better. And Katie kind of loves Neely more than she loves Francie. She definitely but does. She's she she over and over again is like, <laughs> gee, I hope Francie never finds out that I love yes. Neely more than her. Which is crazy yeah. um, because it's like she loves Francie enough for her to not 
she does love Francie, but it's like yeah. a special thing with Neely and she mm-hmm. can't yeah she it comes up a couple yeah. times in the book yeah well she describes it when Francie's a little older Francie basically calls her out about it once mm-hmm. just like one time and Katie tries to kind of explain it like Neely needs like the external like love and the affirmation the support to get by yeah. he's more like Johnny in that way yep. and Francie is made of the same kind of metal that Katie is where she's strong enough to get by without it. Mm-hmm. Does that mean a child should have to feel that one of their parents doesn't love them all that much? <laughs> no. no. But I do understand Katie's reasoning for feeling like it's okay. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Kids, Francie is more like Katie in that way. Like she always mm-hmm. can land on her feet usually and she'll figure things yeah. out. Whereas, like, I think also, I think we also figure out that Neely isn't as much like Johnny as you might think just because he looks like him. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think she's Katie is so afraid of that that she coddles him. Yes. Um she definitely coddles him, yeah. But I do love Neely. It's not his fault. Um they, yeah. And and Francie and Katie have their own things about their relationship. They're so similar that they do understand each other, but at the same time there was also a special bond sort of between Johnny and Francie that is a little yep. bit different. So um mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it's an opposites attract sort of thing. Like they ended up I think it is yeah I think Francie when she's an older teenager says that it's like um she she finally sees why Katie is so like adores Neely and it's because Neely's just so different than her mm-hmm. and that Katie doesn't really un- has never really understand her understood herself and Francie also doesn't really understand herself and so these two people who don't understand themselves are so alike that they don't understand each other <laughs> yes. because they do understand each other and I'm not saying it very well but the way Francie said it, I was like that makes a lot of sense yep. and it's almost like because Neely is so different Katie could understand him but because Francie is just like herself she couldn't understand Francie. Yes that is what she says yeah. yeah. Francie and uh, Neely are going to go to school and Francie doesn't like the school that they go to it Mm-mm. sounds like it sucks sounds like everybody's terrible it's horrible and Francie's also not that good at making friends like she doesn't really ever have any friends um, she says I hate women I don't want to be any friends yes, with women she doesn't it's kind of funny yeah she's not into it um and part yeah. of that oh because that horrible sad scene there's kind of a lot yeah. of like yeah there's like interspersed really fun happy things with like really sad things really all throughout this book which is cool because it's like that's what life is like i guess but yeah yeah, one time francie sees um this one girl who had a baby out of wedlock and all these mean old women are so mean to her on the street and Mm -hmm. francie is like super upset about it because she she didn't smile at the girl when she smiled at her earlier because her mother had been like you know don't mess with her because She's bad news, that kind of thing. And then Francie feels so bad about it, and she realizes that she's like, well, if this is what women are like, I don't want to be friends with women. (laughs) And I'm like, it's not what all women are like, Francie. But um, I know it's very sad. Uh, And so then Katie also says something about like she hates women because she's like, Francie, that's bad to say. You should definitely be. You have to be friends with women. (laughs) And then Francie's like, well, you're not friends with any women. And then Katie goes, because I hate women. (laughs) And you're like, oh, my God. I know. See, they're so similar. It's crazy. They are. It's hilarious. Um, so, but, so Francie wants to change schools. And so she and Johnny are walking around in this other neighborhood one time. He helps her, like, kind of 
basically forge her way into a new school because <laughs> they just pretend yeah. like they've moved to or that Francie has moved to a different address a new address yeah. yeah and it's really sweet um so Francie starts going to her new school and she likes it so much better and she really enjoys uh like seeing plays and like writing oh yeah plays yeah. and so she kind of gets it in her head like she wants to be a playwright and mm-hmm. um which I think is so cute. She gets her compositions in like a school paper or something. And that's yeah, when they that get like happens. published. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then she she's kind of like found like a little bit of a niche for herself. They have two aunts. Mostly we hear about Sissy. Um, I love Sissy. I love her too. She is. <laughs> she's crazy. She is crazy. She is um, Katie's sister and she is wild. She basically has, like, five husbands who she's never divorced. So she'll just, like, yeah. have a husband. She always calls her new beau John. She calls them John every single time. And she gets with her new boy and then has – she gets pregnant and her babies always die when they're born, which is yeah. so sad. But it's happened to ten, her ten times. Ten stillborn babies. It, yeah, it's insane. It's horrible. And so she'll just kind of, like, move on from – from man to man and uh she finally found one she likes yes his real name is steve, steve. i think <laughs> yes yeah. i like steve so steve's kind of sticking around um steve and- loves her he's like so in love with her yes but our girl sissy's a wild one um she's so crazy <laughs> so he's never quite sure if she's gonna leave him or not <laughs> no she tricks him into well she, I don't, she never he never really buys into it but she basically goes starts telling everyone that she's pregnant mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Sissy, you don't look pregnant at all. Are you? Are you sure?" And she's like, "No, I'm pregnant." Up until like, you know, when she would be due, she still looks completely flat. Yes. Like there's no baby in there. <laughs> and then she basically shows up with a baby one day and tells Steve, "It's your baby, and I gave birth while you were at work." Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And then she later admits to like a couple people, "This is what she did." Was she found an Italian family in another neighborhood? Mm-hmm where the girl, the daughter had gotten um, pregnant out of wedlock. And basically the dad was trying to starve the daughter and the, the baby it's inside of her so death. Messed up. It's horrible. And so basically Sissy heard about it. She went over there and she's like, hey, I'll take the baby. Um, and so they were like, oh my God, an answer to our prayers. And so she, this newborn baby, she took. And then of course the family, the family like moved back to Italy later, I think. Yeah. But basically it kind of saved the daughter. Uh-huh. And... And Sissy's got this baby. And the baby actually kind of looks a little bit like Steve, even though Steve is like, it's, there's just no way. Um, And she does eventually. He's willing to accept it, yeah. And eventually she tells him the truth, and he's like, well, that's fine with me. I just didn't want you to have a baby with someone else. Yeah. But then we find out that weird thing that maybe it is Steve's baby after all, because he was the one who told Sissy about her in the first place. And Mm -hmm. then. They're like, okay, that's weird. Why would he know about it? Remember Katie and yeah. Sissy were talking about it that one time? What do you think? Do you think it really was? Yeah. I don't think so. Wasn't he already with Sissy? Yeah, but I feel like why would we include it if it was not in there? I think he heard about it from someone at work, didn't they say? I know. Because there I mean, was something because they talked a little bit about the guy who got the girl pregnant and they like told a little bit of details about him and like where he went off to. I know, but I was like, okay, now the seed has been planted. You think it's a cover-up? Yeah, I don't because... think so. Well, because then there's, like, the whole... Con- well, I thought the whole conversation about it being a coincidence that the baby kind of looked like him was kind of just, like, a commentary on, like, you know, miracles and stuff happens when it needs to happen and stuff like that. Mm, I guess. 
Maybe not. I don't know. It's not confirmed it either be. way. So I it's mean, really just how you read it. That's fine. We can. I'll accept it. But then I mean, once you it can was accept in there, it however I was like, you want. Hmm, that's weird. I'm but I do really like to read Steve. it as that um, that it was not Steve's biological child because I like that better, and that's what I feel like it says. But you can interpret it whatever you want. That's interesting. I totally thought they were saying like, no, definitely this is the truth, but we can pretend like it's not like that. Um, no, I didn't think so. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. I'm going to choose to believe it anyways. Well, we can say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Steve is cool. Whenever Sissy, um, then he finds out Sissy has not been divorcing her husbands and she actually has like three husbands. And so when he it's found insane. out about that, he was like, okay, um, I just think that you should really go divorce them now. And I'm going to go get ice cream for everybody because there are guests here. <laughs> Everyone was like, okay. And she's like, isn't he the greatest? <laughs> he really is the greatest. Steve is such a good guy. She divorced her other husbands. And now she's just with Steve. And she realized then that she was madly in love with him, which is so cute. Basically, it gets very sad because... Johnny dies um, like we knew he would um, because Betty kept telling us that. But he kind of is going on like a little bit of a downward spiral. And we get this through a lot of like um, diary entries from Francie. And this is like a little bit before this happens. But I really like the way Betty will do this. She'll she'll just write differently to like convey passages of time which I really enjoy. But so we get a lot of diary entries from Francie where it's like Papa's sick again, meaning drunk. Then you find out that that her mom has gone back in her diary and crossed out the word drunk and made her write sick instead of drunk every time. Yes. So then I was like, oh my God. So all, so then it makes you kind of go, so all the diary entries I just read where she said, because the whole time it's been Papa was sick, Papa's sick. And so then you go back and you're like, oh no, oh my God, that means he's been drunk all those times. Yeah, that was sad. I really thought he was sick until then. I was like, oh, no, is this how he dies? <laughs> Not good. No. No. Um, uh, no. And so, yeah, he's been drunk a lot. And then um, they're having to pick up, like, extra jobs to get more money and all this. And so they're kind of on a downward spiral. And they have, like, no food and all this. He is comes home drunk one time. And Katie tells him that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And he is really losing it now. But then he yeah. stops drinking. But then he mm-hmm. gets like massively depressed because he gets fired from his job. Because they're like, yep. we can't have you anymore. You're always ruining everything. And so yeah. <laughs> so he's it's super rough. upset about this, obviously, and very depressed. And he kind of just like wastes away. And he ends he up does. like going. He's he not even drunk drinking. anymore. Yeah. No. But he kind of is like wandering around. And he dies on Christmas Day from pneumonia from being outside in the cold all night for no reason other than he's massively depressed. Depressed. Yeah. And And then also the doctors were like, also, though, because he his body was so messed up from all the alcohol that it just couldn't fight the pneumonia. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. And yeah, I was very sad. Like, <laughs> but Katie was also, she was immediately was like, what I was thinking, where it was like, oh my God, did he stop? Do- was that, was having a third baby, like what finally made him go like, oh my God, we can barely make it with two kids. I have to stop drinking. Yeah. I have to get stuff together. And it seemed like that was what it was. But then he died. I know. And it was so sad. It was horrible because like, despite it all, I really liked him. <laughs> 
I know. And Katie and, loved him. Like, she never, yeah. she'd be really exasperated with him. And he definitely made life harder in some ways. But she loved him. And he loved her. And he loved the kids. Like, he was a yes. very loving husband and father. He, he really just, was. Yeah. He just had this horrible vice. And yeah. it did him in. And it was so sad because, like, ugh, I just felt like there was so much more. <laughs> like, I know. He seemed so full but of also, life. He was so full of life. But it was also just, I don't know, it was different. Well, because first then life gets really, really bad right after he died because she's like, I have to somehow keep working until I give birth. And now we're down because, I mean, she's kind of been supporting them entirely. But sometimes he would bring in a couple dollars a week, Mm -hmm. you know, from like singing. And so that was helping. And so, but she's determined because of what her mom said to get her kids through, um, through at least elementary school. She wants them to go through high school and college too. And so she's like, how on earth are we going to how are they going to be able to go back to school like when we can't survive unless they start working and so it all kind of miraculously works out where they get some like after school work that they can do but at first it's really hard after Johnny's gone and then after that it's almost kind of like and now things are going smoother almost yeah because there's not someone who keeps coming in and blowing things apart when they're you know starting to pick up the pieces again actually sad (laughs) but then it's really sad and then yeah because all this while the family who loved him so much are like mourning him also like yeah and it was so sad reading about like Francie's reaction because she honestly like I think disassociated like she was not Mm -hmm. thinking like whenever Katie told them she didn't cry she was like this isn't actually real like this isn't what's happening like she couldn't like really fully accept it even when it was happening and so yeah and even like months after she would kind of be like oh right papa's dead like she kept forgetting and it was so sad one of the parts that killed me was uh whenever she was graduating and everyone was getting flowers and she was like Uh okay i'm not gonna get any flowers because nobody has flowers for me and johnny had (laughs) oh no (laughs) i'm gonna cry Johnny had sent her or had like arranged for her to get flowers for graduation mm-hmm. before he died with he'd yeah. like gotten sissy's help to do it because he was like just in case I forget I want her to have flowers and it was like he wrote out the he note wrote the note the flowers oh that killed me <laughs> it was so sweet so she graduated and it's awesome and Katie is like heck yeah my kids have at least now they officially have more schooling than I have Mm -hmm. but not enough schooling but the thing is now they can get jobs over the summer but um and it really helps a lot like they basically um like she lies about her age yeah she Uh, does she's like 14 and she says she's 16. 16 yeah so she starts getting these jobs and she's making really good money yeah but then because of that, she's like, oh, no, what if mom won't let me go back to high school because we really needed this money really badly. Uh-huh. And if I go back to school, I can't keep this job. And so she decides that uh, and then she gets a raise. So she was making like 10 bucks a week yeah. and then she gets a raise for like 20 dollars a week, um, which is awesome. And like that's an that's like more than they've ever brought in before. Yeah, that's like so, really good for them. That's really good for them. Yeah. So. Oh, it's so sad. And so then she goes, I'm just not going to tell my mom about it because she won't let me go back to school if she knows there's that much at stake. And so she decides to just like, just wait and see what her mom thinks needs to happen before she knows. Uh And then so they sit down to like dinner that night and they need to talk about school. And she's sitting there with with Neely and her mom. And then Katie is like, "Okay, kids, um, 
do you guys want to go to high school? And Neely's like, no, I never want to go back to school. I just want to work. And Francie's like, oh my God, yes, I can't wait to go back to school. Yes. And then Katie's like, she pulls an Uno reverse on she them. She does. She's <laughs> like, she does. She's like, in that case, Neely, you have to go back to school. And Francie, you have to keep working. And Francie is like, this is so unfair. This is just because you favor Neely. And at first you're just like, Katie, what are you doing? And like Neely storms off saying he's going to run away if she makes him go back to school. (laughs) Um, And then Katie explains to Francie... The reason I'm making him go back is because he won't go back. He'll this his he'll his education will stop here. Yep. He'll never go back on his own. So I can make him go now. You you want to go and you have it in you to find a way to yeah. get your education, uh, which I do get. I mean that does I make get sense. it, but it's also like dang, this is cold. <laughs> it is cold. It's cold. But this is the thing: she is so she does not fumble. She is so practical. She's usually right mm-hmm. in some way or other. I don't know about morally or emotionally, yeah. But practically, practically she's she usually is. right. And yeah, and so yeah, it, that was. And crazy. then Francie tells her about the raise, and she, and Katie's like, oh, "That's amazing." And then she's like, "But see, I didn't even know that when I said that. So you know that it wasn't because of the money." Yeah. So and yeah. there was yeah, they had a little bit of a blow up about they had it. a bit of a fight yeah. but i guess you know things move on that's kind of the thing yeah. like there's always there was like after that like a little bit of tension you know between them but like yeah. they're also still a family and they love each other so they they work through it but pretty crazy yeah. and then also they have yeah. the new baby uh her mm-hmm. name is Lori. annie Lori. yeah annie Lori. yeah um and uh she's so she's cute. very cute she's like precious mm-hmm. little baby uh i love there's one conversation neely and francie have oh i guess i shouldn't say also there's this police officer who oh, yeah they've known for a long time and like he was nice to francie when she was younger and stuff and mm-hmm. um you can kind of totally get the hint that he is has a thing for katie and so he he's so simping for katie but his own wife is sick and dying and he kind of only married his wife because the wife like, she was in a bad situation. Like, I think she had gotten pregnant out of wedlock or something. And so, not from not by him, by someone else. Mm-hmm. And I guess to, like, save the family and the girl from disgrace, he agreed to marry her. And he's such a, he's just such a stand-up Yeah, guy. he's really nice. He's just, yeah. And so, of course, so then it's, like, two and a half years after Johnny is dead. And his wife has been mm-hmm. dead for a year. And then he kind of is like, hey, so what do you think? Should we get together? And Katie's like, yeah. Because she Yeah, immediately. He just basically knocks on her door and he's like, so do you want to get married in the spring or something like that? And she's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, excellent. And he's got money. Like, and he was, he was mm-hmm. being really sweet and respectful too. Cause he was like, I want to put the kids through college. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think we like, he's being super nice. And he's like, listen, I know I can never be your dad. You don't have to call me your papa and all that. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, we'll call you dad though. And, um, yeah. but he's like, but I would <laughs> really love it if guy. I could like be this the proper like stepfather to and to Lori and they're like yeah of course it's so sweet and so basically then Francie and Neely kind of have this conversation like everything's really looking up and they're like you know Mm -hmm. what um this is kind of awesome because Annie will never have to like struggle the way we did when we were younger and Mm -hmm. all this and then they're like yeah but she also won't have as much fun and they're like it's It's so true true. we had so much fun and then they're like oh poor baby and that part (laughs) made me so emo i was like oh sweet kids they're like yeah we did have fun (laughs) uh it's so sweet i know that is totally a scene that you would like it was 
precious. It I was love precious. It. They just sit around and talk about quote olden times, which is like, hey, remember last year when we did this? <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. It's really cute. Oh, and um, Francie had immediately basically figured out she was her mom was totally right. Francie figured out a way to go to school. Like Katie had been like, okay, well you can. We found she like figured out a way like. Basically, Francie lost that job because the paper or whatever she was working for shut down. But then she got a new job doing this, like, typography thing. Um, like, but it was at night. So then Katie was like, that's great. You can go to, to school during the day. And then Francie was like, I'm not going to high school. Mm-hmm. And Katie's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I'm not going to go back to four or five years of high school for stuff I already know now. Because I've been living as, like, a 17-year-old. Yeah, she's like, I read papers every single day. I know about everything now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so then, so she's like, I'm going to figure this out. And Katie's like, they just you have another fight. And then, but then Francie does figure out that she can take college summer, like summer courses for college and she can't get credit for them, but she can take them. And so she does. And Katie's so excited. And then the next year she tries to enroll in like a real school, but she like a real college, but she can't unless she passes the entrance exams and she fails them because she didn't go to high school. Yeah. So she spends the next year like studying all of Neely's high school books yes. so she can pass the next time. But it's great. She did. She did. Katie was totally right about that. Yeah. About she'll find a way. She will. She's she very, did. She's scrappy, or Francie. <laughs> yeah. And that's where she meets Ben. Ben, yes. College. Ben is a sweetheart boy who mm-hmm. is older he's than so her. He's so ambitious. But yeah, he's very ambitious and they like study together and stuff. But mm-hmm. then he's like, I'm going to go to the law school and then I'm going to be the governor. And you're like, <laughs> like okay. I'm making him sound obnoxious. He's not. He's very yeah, sweet and he's respectful. He's a nice boy. <laughs> He's a nice boy. I was just like, you might be a little too politically ambitious. It's giving me red flags. <laughs> <laughs> and Francie was like, okay. <laughs> she was like, he's cute. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, she's cute. So basically, she's like, eh, we'll see. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll see, see about if anything it. happens. Yeah. But then there's also this Lee. other boy. Yeah. So basically, she gets set up on this double date, but then the other dates bail on her and And so she just kind of goes on this date with this random boy and he's about to yeah he's in the army he's about to go off to world war one um yeah and uh they like immediately hit it off and they have like the best date ever and they like have so much in common and all Mm -hmm. this and at the beginning he was like do you think we could just like pretend you're my best girl so that I could feel yeah, okay. He's like, I am engaged, but I haven't gotten to see her in a year. So could we just pretend? And she's like, I guess so. Like, and sure. I would have been like, no. <laughs> and so, but then they like have so much in common and they get along so well. Francie starts like mm-hmm. falling for him and then all this. And then basically he mm-hmm. confesses he's in love with her. And she's like, I'm in love with you. And he's like, and okay. he's like, will you wait for me? Yeah. And she's like, yes. And so then he mm-hmm. goes off to World War One or he goes home first and then he's going off to World War One. And he's supposed to write back to her. And mm-hmm. instead of him writing back to her, uh, his wife, whom he just married when he got home, writes back to her and says, I thought hey. it was his mom. Was it not? Oh, I thought I it know. was his mom that wrote back. Maybe not. Maybe it was Maybe it was the wife. Either way, it doesn't change well, the anyway, content. Well, anyway, he got married. And um, they were like, yeah, we thought it was mean of him to pretend that he loved you. Sorry about that. And that's it. <laughs> That's it. And, then, and her heart is broken. Yeah. So that's sad. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I hate this for me. It's mm-hmm. so sad. And of course. It is really yeah. sad. Anyway. But then on her last day of her typography job. So basically now um, McShane is his name, right? The, mm-hmm. um, the Katie's new boyfriend. Katie's new boyfriend. So when he comes over and he proposes and now they're engaged, um, it's basically 
right after that now because he has all this money and he's going to put her through college now she doesn't have to try and like work full time and you know try and go to school full time and so she's quit her job and it's the last day she's it's her last day at work and she leaves work and Ben is there. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, came to, like, see her on her last day of work. Yes. He knew that she'd be, like, emotional and stuff. Very and sweet. He gives her his, like, his class ring or something. And he says, I knew my mind from the second I met you, but I, I want you to know yours, too. And so it's basically kind of like a promise ring. But he's like, just so you, you know, remember that to think about me, to figure out how you feel about me. Yeah. And in five years, I'll be ready to. He's so, his stupid plan. <laughs> I know. He's like, he's... in five years, I'll be ready to get married. <laughs> he's got it on, like, a timeline, probably, in his pocketbook he's like here a little here's my uh my plan for my life and he does and francie is basically like i don't love him yet but i wonder if i will <laughs> yeah she's still kind of hung up on lee which i was bit. like okay why like i don't know i guess i never was yeah. like oh what a cool guy uh, but <laughs> i mean i kind of get i mean i wasn't like a cool guy about lee but i was like oh they have a connection that's sweet and i really wanted that to like yeah. be like her romance and then that letter but the thing is like, you never, there's, for me, there's always that question of, well, what if it was, like, a conniving woman, like, his mom or new wife who wrote that, or quote-unquote, the girl he was engaged to who wrote that? Like, what mm. if, in my brain, I'm like, if it didn't come from the horse's mouth, are we 100% sure? See that Because he seemed fairly sincere, and he said to write, so why would he have her write to his house? I don't know. That didn't even cross my mind. I was just like, stupid man, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> my first reaction was the... I bet it was a conniving woman in his life. And then I was like, well, no, probably he's an idiot. But then I was like, mm, but what if? And so I just don't know. See, and so maybe that's why this, Francie can't let it go. I don't know. This is twice now in the same episode displaying the thing where you're like, no, it, it's probably end up ending up fine. And I'm like, it's terrible. I hate it. Everybody's horrible. <laughs> and I love that it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, I don't it's know. It could be horrible. We it's we do don't this. know. <laughs> you do. And I just go, I don't know. I'm going to hope for the best. I don't think the source material really says for sure either way, but I don't know. So I don't, maybe that's why Francie is still a little hung up. He could be dead. I'll never know, basically. Yeah. She's like, who would write to tell me that he's dead? Yeah, nobody. Would would the mom tell me? Would the wife tell me? No. I know. So. Yeah, that was kind of sad. And yeah. yeah. But other than that, her life is kind of great now. Yeah, everything's, everything's coming up Francie, really. There's... Which is great because they have scrapped, and poor Katie has like scrapped her whole mm-hmm. life, and just to, and her one goal was my kids have to get education, they have to, yes, so they can have the opportunities. I didn't, and she did the damn she thing. She did and it. I mean, she pissed I, I... off her kids a few times. She made some controversial decisions, <laughs> but, but she, she did, did it. it. Yeah, and they, you know, they all, they all turned out. So I'm, they all, I was they like, all good for you guys. And yeah. uh, and then I love the very last scene is um, Francie's like getting ready for a date with Ben mm-hmm. and she's looking she's remembering that when she was younger which this is at the very beginning of the story they talk about this she used to like look in the windows and see like girls who are older getting ready for dates and stuff and think about mm-hmm. them and like kind of be like hmm. and she's like a scrappy little girl on the street and so yeah. she's like oh I wonder if there's any girls doing that right now. She mm-hmm. looks out and sees this little girl who's watching her from her balcony. So cute. And she's like, she kind of calls her Francie and stuff because it's like a cyclical thing. And, it's, and the little girl's like, that's not my name. Yeah. And she's like, goodbye, Francie. Yes. 
It's so sweet. Oh, I love it. It is very it. sweet. And I cried. Yeah. I cried like five times reading this book. I believe that. It's a very emotional it book. It was. I kept thinking, this book is so long, I'm just going to skim it. But then I'd be like, I can't skim it. I'm too caught up in it. I can't I just skim it. I was completely invested the whole time. Yeah. I was too, even though I like wanted not to be so I could finish it faster. <laughs> I was like, no, I have to. I have to give this the time it needs. Yeah. It was really good. We yeah. left out some parts. I th- oh my God, we left out the part where... Katie shot a man, the oh, like the town pervert. Easily my favorite part. That was so crazy. There was this, basically so there was this sicko roaming the streets and he had killed a little girl. And so everyone's freaking mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. he, st- he came and atta- was attacking Francie. And mm-hmm. Katie went upstairs, got this gun that Johnny had bought to like, or not bought, but he had bought. He yeah, bought he bought yeah, it specifically because he wanted to, to protect, protect his daughter Francie. in case of the pervert. Right, yeah. and so Katie went up, got the gun, shot the dude, and mm-hmm. rescued Francie. And that they was that. Were like, and, and this was kind of like her first like big interaction with McShane because McShane was like, "Nice work." Basically. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, "Oh my god, she's such a badass." <laughs> I know. He's like, "Oh my god, I think I'm in love." And like all the people in the neighborhood was like, "Yeah, you don't cross Katie Nolan." Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was scary. The door just opened behind me. It was so good. I loved that scene. I mean, it was terrible that there was a perv attacking Katie. But I mean, Francis. But it was great that he died. I loved. Well, yeah, but she didn't. She, she didn't kill him, though. I was so disappointed. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. kill him. But it was cool that she yeah. shot him. So cool. It was awesome. It was, she like shot him like through her apron. So yeah! there was like a hole in her apron. It was cool. It was so awesome. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. were lots of cute scenes. And then there's a the part where like they get a Christmas tree and all this. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Lots there's of- so many good like little vignettes. This would make like a good like little women style movie where because it happens over such a big span of time. Yes. If you do like all the like the vignettes that mean so much, mm-hmm. then God, this would be such a... I wonder, I wonder if it has been turned into a movie. It has. I, I read... There was a like afterward in my version about um, mm-hmm. and this lady was talking about how much the book means to her and stuff and uh, oh. how she only has sons but she made them read she made them read like this book and Little Women and stuff <laughs> and so and her son said something about like mom I bet you wish you were Joe March when you were younger and she's like I did wish I was Joe March but in actuality I was really more of a Francie Nolan. <laughs> It was so sweet. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I want to see the movie. Oh, my God. 1945 film. What? No way. I want to, I want to, no no offense, but I want like a modern remake. Yeah, me too. I I will watch this though. But yeah, I want like a new one. I bet so much that they, I bet they leave so much out. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. A hundred percent. Anyways, what was your favorite, least favorite part? I wrote... Um, under fave part when Francie got the flowers from Johnny after he died <laughs> because Aww. it was very emotional and sweet. That was so sweet. And then I also wrote laughed really hard at how terrible the fishing trip was. <laughs> but there was, was so really many parts that I loved. Um, but I guess th- I guess those were what I wrote. So I think I'll my favorite that. part was when. Katie got her first well-paying job like when she got the raise Mm -hmm. I just something about that moment I felt like oh my god life's gonna be okay like if she did this once she can do it again Mm -hmm. like even if something goes bad like she can do it again and their lives can never go that far back downhill like realistically hopefully yes and so I just felt like so hopeful from then on even when bad things kept happening I was like yeah but she did it once so she can do it again yeah 
I know. Yeah. I get so excited every time like things started working out. I was like, yes, yeah, thank you. Exactly. Um, I think my least favorite part was when Johnny died right after he had given up alcohol. You were like, it dude. Was- this is heartbreaking. It was so tragic. And I I was like waiting yeah. for it, but I didn't want it to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was horrible. I kept like, I kept reminding myself he's going to die soon, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'd forget. And so then when he did finally die, I was like, oh my God, this just hit me out of the blue. Oh, I, I wish know. someone had warned me. <laughs> like, don't get it. T- yeah. How could he do this without telling me? <laughs> me exactly. Betty's like, oh my God, I literally told you. <laughs> She's like, I literally told you like three or four times before now. <laughs> That was just really sad. But he was such a good character and he, he continued was. to impact her. Oh, my God. Maybe, like, one of my favorite moments in the whole book is um, when, at the very end, so uh, Francie had been told by her grandmother from the Romilly side, so Katie's side of the family, that the Romilly women can see ghosts. And then oh. at the very end, because uh, Neely, who looks and acts just like his father in some ways, he's, like, getting ready for, I don't know, his graduation or something or other. He's, he's getting dressed, and he's, like, you know, he's getting dressed exactly the way Johnny used to, like, very, like, careful about his clothes and shining his shoes, and he's got the same blonde hair. Mm-hmm. And as she's watching him get ready, he starts singing, and she goes, I didn't realize until then that, that my grandmother Mary or whatever had been right about the Romilly women. We can see ghosts. Yeah. Because he looks just like her dad. I've been listening to Molly so Malone all week because I've been thinking about it. I believe her. that. <laughs> yeah, that part I was believe you've been doing that. So sweet. Yeah, I cried at that too. <laughs> it was so sweet. Yeah. That was probably like my favorite moment. I mean, there were so many good moments. That was definitely like top three favorite moments mm-hmm. though. Um, what about favorite characters? Wait, I didn't say my least favorite part. Oh, my least favorite part was when the teacher told Francie that her stories were bad. Oh, that Hers, was so sad. I was pissed off because Francie had been so, she was like always hailed as like, oh, she's such a good writer and all this. Mm-hmm. And she was. But then when she started after her father died, when she started telling writing stories that were like reflective of her own experiences and her own life, her teacher was like, mm-hmm. this is rubbish. You do not want to be writing this because this is disgusting to write about people who are drunk and poor and all this. And I yeah. was pissed. And so then Francie yeah. was like, okay. And she burned up like not those, but like all her other stories. Other stuff. Yeah. She's like, basically I give up on writing and that's that. I was so mad. She was like, mm-hmm. the, the stupid teacher was like, writing is supposed to reflect what's beautiful in the world. This is not beautiful. And I was like, are you, do you literally have your ass, like, is it all the way over your head? Like, that was happening. <laughs> I was so mad. I was upset too. And Francie, like, never forgave the teacher. No. But she did eventually kind of return to her love for writing. So that, I was proud of her for that. Mm-hmm. But it was awful for, like, years. She was like, well, I've given up on writing. I'm not going to be a writer anymore mm-hmm. because of what that teacher said. She was horrible. Terrible. Anyway. Yeah. Did you say favorite character? Yeah, favorite characters. Probably Francie. I love her. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think Johnny's a very interesting character, and I really enjoyed, like, reading about him. I think Katie and I love is Katie my favorite too. character. Yeah. I think honorable mention for Sissy. <laughs> Sissy! She's crazy. She really is fun. <laughs> She's so fun and crazy. I mean, I love all of them, but if I have to pick a favorite, I think Katie... I think I kind of, I think I related to her the most, even more so than Francie, because frankly, Francie is nicer than Katie is. Mm -hmm. I think Katie, I think she comes across really harsh sometimes because she's just trying to make the right decision for everybody and she feels a lot of responsibility. And she's so painfully practical that sometimes nothing she does makes sense because she's trying so hard to hold everything together. And I just, 
I don't know. I don't think that she was like, I think she probably didn't have many friends. I mean, we know she didn't have many friends. Yeah. She probably is not the easiest person to get along with, but I really liked her. I loved her. And I think that, yeah, like she was practical, but she, like we said, she could have fun and she was like really cool and like sweet to her kids and she loved her And then Sissy was the antithesis of Katie. (laughs) She She was was like, we're partying. (laughs) Yeah, and a little bit of practicality, but mostly we're party. Mm-hmm. She was so Sissy was like weirdly smart. Like she yeah. she would make a great criminal and actually did technically commit commit crime multiple times. It was so, so funny smart. when Steve was like, "I just didn't think we were living in adultery," and she's like, "We're not living in adultery, Steve. We're living in bigamy." <laughs> he was like, "I gotta go." <laughs> oh, I love Sissy so much. God, she's fantastic. Oh, man, if you mix together Katie and Sissy, that's probably some. I'm probably somewhere in that spectrum. <laughs> Anyways, least favorite character? Mm, I don't know. That teacher? Lee. Because <laughs> I'm so mad. Lee. Yeah. Oh, probably that uh, teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I hated her. Um, I hated her guts. Probably the teacher. I don't know. There's like a lot of unsavory people yeah, in here. All but those like people none were mean so much worse than girl. the other. Yes. Ooh. I mean, obviously like the pervert wins because he killed Oh, the, the pervert. Yeah. So he definitely wins, but he's barely in it. He's not <laughs> he's really He's not like even a, a character. He's just. He's not really a character. He's just a plot device at one uh-huh. point. So, I mean, he would win if he were like really a character in the right. story, but he's not. But those, so, but those women who are mean to that girl. I think the women. Yeah. I think the women win. I hate them the most. I hated them. But most yeah, I hate women. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Katie. Um, okay, favorite quote? There was a couple times that I was like, this is going to be my favorite quote, but then I only saved one of them, so that means that that's my favorite quote. I took a picture of my very sunburned boobs. <laughs> you have to send that to me. <laughs> send boob pics. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will to you and only you. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This was so from her from her grandma, Mary, Katie's mom. This is a quote that she had said. And this is something that Katie reflected back on later. And I just think it's it's something I forget to do. But I really feel like it's <coughs> the way that you should live life. So it goes uh, to look at everything always as though you were seeing it either for the first or last time. Thus is your time on Earth filled with glory. Oh, I love that. I feel like that. that's really true. Yeah, that's sweet. There's also, mine has a bunch of notes in it from the last person who owned the book. One of them, it's, I forget, somewhere in there, there's some character who does something horrible, and this person goes, oh, what a bitch, it was her <laughs> annotation. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That's amazing. <laughs> what a bitch. Yeah, it was good. I love whenever I, like, buy a used book and it has, like, notes in it. Yes. I'm like, oh my god, yes, please. I love that, too. Or, like, really what fun was your favorite? descriptions. Um, oh, Yeah. Okay, mine is right after Kate, or I keep saying Kate, right after Francie um, finds out that the U.S. has entered World War One. Dear God, she prayed, let me be something every minute of every hour of my life. Let me be gay. Let me be sad. Let me be cold. Let me be warm. Let me be hungry. Have too much to eat. Let me be ragged or well-dressed. Let me be sincere. Be deceitful. Let me be truthful. Let me be a liar. Let me be honorable and let me sin. Only let me be something every blessed minute. And when I sleep, let me dream all the time so that not one little piece of living is ever lost. Ah! What the f***? What was that? Freaking Jennifer! Good God, 
god, she just jumped on my freaking computer! Oh my god. From all the way up on top of the- She was all the way up there. And she just dropped her freaking body directly that That was crazy. I'm so glad it didn't shut everything off because she landed on my keyboard. I've stopped keeping my computer here because she's so heavy. And she lands right here every time. But she's never done it while I'm using my computer. (laughs) Oh, man. You couldn't have waited five minutes? Good God. (laughs) 121. I'm writing cat in all caps. I'm so sorry. I have no idea what we're saying. I just finished my quote. She did it like right as I finished reading my quote. She's like, oh, she's done now. I know. Jeez. When you listen back, you'll be like, oh, good quote. Yeah, exactly. I'll treat myself to listening back to it. That was very startling. Yes, it was. Um, she doesn't do it gracefully either. She just goes with gravity. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, what's our pinkies up for this book? Five. Five. Is that like three in a row? Yes. It's been five. <laughs> oh my God. We're really on a roll. As soon I, I was literally it. in chapter two of this book and I was like, it's going to be five. I know for a fact. I knew when you said, I just started reading this and I already love the style. I was like, it's going to be a five on pure writing style. <laughs> and then I opened it and I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be a five on pure. And But then I read the whole book and it was a five on like everything. Oh so. yeah. It's amazing. Everybody, if you want to read a classic, it's a good classic. It is long, but like I said, like I kept trying to like skim it like I would other classics, but it's so interesting. Like you really yeah, can't because you like, just want to like read it. It's not stuffy. It's, it feels pretty no. modern. I mean, it's about it does. the 1900s, but it was only written in the yeah. 40s, I guess. So Yeah. So the writing style feels fairly modern. You don't have to be like, what does this mean? Why are there so many flowery sentences? It's not at all like that. It's very palatable, very comprehensive. Okay, so next week we'll be reading Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn, and it's going to be a great time. I'm excited. It's another one of those that uh, it's a contemporary, but it's it looks like it's like a mystery thriller type. It's I think it's a thriller. Yes, I have seen the movie. I uh, have not. I think, and if I've seen the right movie. Yep, I watched the movie. It was a Netflix movie, yep. so I know what happens. Sweet. It's pretty crazy. Oh, well, I don't know what happens. Mm-hmm. This is... One of those times. Cool. You can compare the movie. That'll I be will. Perfect. Yeah. So right up your alley. Sounds good. Perfect. Uh, so that'll be next week. Thank you guys for showing up as always. If you want to follow us during the week, I think I forgot to say the last couple times, but you can follow us on social media. We are on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We are That Pretentious Book Club. You can go check out our website, StorySirenStudio.com. You can check out some merch there, some other fun information about the pod. If you want to join our Patreon and support the pod and also get some cool like bonus episodes and videos and merch and stuff like that, you can do that by going to Story Siren Studio on Patreon. Uh, so go check it out. Go follow us. We post on Instagram multiple times a week. Uh, we post on TikTok sometimes. If there's something that you want to see from us on social media or Patreon, or something that you want to hear us talk about on the pod, you can reach out. You can uh, instant message us. Is that what they say? Or is it direct message? No. <laughs> I don't know. What do the kids say? DM you can us. DM us. So I guess direct. It took me a very long time to figure out what DM meant. Like, it's an embarrassingly long <laughs> amount of time. Like, I am actually an idiot. Like, DM. DM. You're like, I also recently learned what master. <laughs> Dungeon Master. I honestly think that I did think that because I only knew it from Dungeon Master. And then Whip is work in progress. So from writers, if you are if you go listen to the Scripturian Society, that's our sister podcast oh. it's all about writing. Um, the last episode is about the importance of resting your whip. But Carissa had to explain to me what whip meant. And I was like, ah, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> oh, that's that. very basic phrase. I do have that. <laughs> uh, 
Anyways, if you guys want to explain to me some other acronym that I'm misunderstanding, you're welcome to do that by DMing us. <laughs> or you can email us at contact at storysirenstudio.com. We will read it. We will reply. We love that you guys have thoughts and opinions and things to say. And don't forget to tell all your friends that they can skip the nonsense if they want yes. to. <laughs> all right. Well, until next week, everybody, keep your teacups full. Your pinkies high. And your book club. Pretentious. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.